Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street, celebrating a big Dayton win here tonight. Flyers with a 39-point beatdown of the Detroit Mercy Titans. 98-59, our final score here. I'm Michael Purvis. I'm not John Bedell. I had to call to the bench here tonight. John Bedell is on assignment for New Center 7. However, though, he did have a message to uh, to pass along. Don't tweet recruits, people. That's what he always likes to tell you, and we make sure not to do that here. <laughs> Joining up here with me tonight, we introduced him just a few moments ago, but Nate Green, former Flyer, sitting next to me. And, uh, and Nate, uh, we did break it, we broke it down a little bit uh, just before we heard Coach Grant's comments. Did want to hit a little bit as uh, right before we, uh, we do a few minutes here before news on talking a little bit about the performance from Jordan Davis tonight. Uh, Larry... Uh, talked uh, to coach about Jordan's performance defensively tonight and, and I put him down going into this game as my player to watch as I really felt that he needed a breakout game kind of needed to to show that offensively he can kind of step up a little bit but I really felt that he had a very complete game both offensively and defensively he had a couple steals uh, as, as well as uh, he really did just an overall I, I just think offensively he just looked pretty complete tonight. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, he had a solid game, and um, for him, he just has to continue this, um, has to have consistency. And if he can do that, then he's going to be real effective for the Dayton Flyers, and they need that. You know, he had 13 points and seven assists, Mm -hmm. you know, and then had a couple steals in there. So that's huge. And then uh, I think he only had maybe one turnover, Mm -hmm. two turnovers. Two turnovers, yeah. You know, so that's good. Yeah. Especially a guy that plays, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. And with that, I, I've always – a lot of people have been asking and questioning, you know, the, the sophomore slump and, and stuff like that. I feel like that's something that gets brought up and gets overplayed when there's somebody who is that who, who might have a little bit of a step back. But tonight it just seemed like he was called upon to make good, big defensive plays, which is exactly what he did here tonight. I remember there was the one steal in the second half led to an easy dunk. I mean, granted, Dayton was already up by 20-plus points by then. But I think you need to start to see out of him, out of Jordan, a lot more of that play against everybody. Yes, definitely. And it's called creating habits. You know, these are good habits that you want to create. doesn't matter who you're playing, if you're playing the number one team or you're playing the last team in the league. You want to create these habits and you want to do these things on a regular basis. And that's what will help these guys become champions. 457-1290 is the way you can participate here with us tonight here, or you can Join us at the uh, the Bud Light microphone if you're here at Flanagan's with us. Also, you can uh, join in on Twitter on the discussion as well. You can uh, tweet at me. I'm Michael Purvis, just simple all the way through there with the at sign. Also, you can use uh, hashtag Flyer Feedback. I'll also search for that as well to hear your questions and, and comments here tonight. Wanted to talk a little bit more, Nate, uh, in regards to Dayton's uh, half-court offense here today is that uh, I thought that there would be a possibility that fast break points might come into play in this one would really be the only way that Dayton would have a <laughs> might have a it seemed like they've had that hard time of breaking zone defenses down 
However, uh, they didn't have that, pro- that problem here tonight at all. No, we really, uh, honestly, they shared the ball really well tonight. Um, and that's what you have to do. You have to move the ball against the zone, and they did that really well. They made that extra pass. They wasn't selfish. And because of that, you know, we had a big win. I mean, I believe we probably had like 30 assists tonight as a team. That means that we were sharing the ball, mm-hmm. you know, and – I got to take my hat off to him. Everybody played pretty well today. We just got to keep it up. And, and what I've noticed that how Dayton has attacked zones this year is that they've been playing behind the zone. You know, they've had they've have a post player who is down towards the baseline, right right at the block, and they really exploited that tonight, it, especially yeah. with Obi. Uh, Obi with a couple, uh, one of them that was just fantastic. Passed down to him. Zone started to collapse on him. He had a little touch pass to Josh and led to an easy layup. That's just smart basketball. And I was just so amazed by how competent they looked against the zone today. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's just chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, as they continue to play together, um, it's just going to get better. Um, when you have great chemistry, things like that will happen. And we are a very athletic team, so there's a lot of potential for things like that happen on a regular basis. Speaking of, uh, you heard – Obi Toppin is the player of the game here. 22 points. I believe I saw eight dunks on the night, yeah. 11 rebounds. Uh, I mean, three assists as well. Uh, certainly an absolutely solid game here. I'm even looking at this here. He had a plus minus of, of 23. Not the best out of everybody. The pl- best plus minus was, was uh, Jordan Davis with a plus minus of 40 who had a solid game here today. But, but it was just, as we mentioned there, they went inside out in that zone throughout as, as well. That chemistry as you talked about, was tested, but also at the same time, it just worked well. And you even mentioned a little bit your player, your glue guy, Ryan Mikesell. Yes. Once again, still another solid performance for Ryan as well. Solid. You know, like I, I tell, like I was telling you earlier, like, you know, Mike Seal to me is the glue to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's having a good game, the team plays well. I believe, you know, if he hasn't, there's only been one game where he scored in double figures and they've lost. Mm-hmm. Every game that he has not scored in double figures, they have taken a loss. And I believe that one where he scored double figures was the Mississippi State game, I remember. It so was. one where they still asked him to do a lot, and yet they still couldn't get the result. But I think that had a lot to do with that late-game run of, what, seven points in seven minutes, I think yes. was kind of where, where we saw there. But Ryan is definitely one of the leaders. And we'll go back. To, we'll talk to more about Ryan when we come back. Music in my ear means that we got to take a quick break for news, weather, and traffic back at the studios. We'll come back with a lot more here. Flyer feedback from Flanagan's Pub here in just a couple of moments. But as I mentioned, a break for news. You're listening here to the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. It's 9.30. I'm Ben Morgan. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A 17-year-old whose cops say stepped out of a car with a gun was caught after running from the scene of a burglary in Butler Township. More people are stepping forward with their claims that a sheep farmer sexually assaulted them in Greene County. And thousands gather to pay their respects to the late President George H.W. Bush. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Eric Elwell. On and off snow still in the forecast this week. I'll let you know when the greatest threat will be and what to expect for the weekend. My extended forecast coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic. Not seeing any major slowdowns or delays on your highways or service streets this evening. If you're heading westbound on 70 from 675 to 75, that 13-mile drive still going to take you about 12 minutes. 
our top story in Washington. Thousands pay their respects to George H.W. Bush at the Capitol as the family remembers him on a personal level. The guy was um, just the most generous, kind person that you'd ever meet, decent, um, and he treated everybody the same way. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, we will have complete coverage of the funeral tomorrow morning, starting at 10.30, right here on WHIO. We're learning more about an incident involving cops in a Butler Township Walmart parking lot last week. A gun and drugs were recovered, and two teens arrested after cops pulled a car over for an expired license plate. A 17-year-old who cops say stepped out of the car with a gun was caught after running from the scene. The other teen, 19-year-old Hunter Wallace, is charged with a CCW violation and improper handling of a firearm. WHIO's Ron Otto says the 17-year-old was released to electronic home detention and is due back in court on Thursday. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. In Greene County, more people are coming forward claiming to be the victim of sexual abuse at the hands of a sheep farmer. Deputies say 71-year-old William Reif abused a 15-year-old boy and now at least four more or say Rife also abused them, and one of the alleged incidents happened 40 years ago. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here is Storm Center 7 meteorologist Eric Elwell. Clouds stick around through the night. Some light snow showers developing late. Can't rule out a coating in some areas by morning. Temperatures will drop off to 25 tonight. Clouds left over tomorrow. Some morning flurries. Some breaks in the clouds, though, in the afternoon. It stays cold. I have only 32. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is all clear this hour. Currently 30 degrees in Springfield, 31 degrees in Xenia, and 31 degrees here in Dayton at 933. I'm Ben Morgan, WHIO Continuing News. At McAfee, we strive to remain a leader in our industry by realizing you, the customer, comes first. We also know your time is valuable. You should never have to take time away from what matters to get an estimate on a new system for your home. So now, like never before, receive a price instantly using our online estimating tool at mcair.com. Any season, any time. McAfee. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics as the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools. We treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. Hello, it is is I, thine king. Today I speaketh on behalf of Bud Light and the most sacred of traditions, the tailgate. In my days as a collegiate liege, I hosted the very first tailgate in Yon Woods. We didn't have coolers or sports. We were basically just in the woods. But we had Bud Light, so a tailgate it was. Anyway, I invite you to continue my legacy and enjoy Bud Light courtesy of me at your tailgate. Also courtesy of me. Dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
And welcome back, Flyer fans, over to Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street. We are celebrating a big Dayton win here tonight, 39-point win for the Flyers. They took care of business over Detroit Mercy, nearly putting up uh, putting up 100 on them, nearly, uh, but with a 98-59 to victory. I'm Michael Purvis, sitting in for John Bedell, sitting next to me, the former Flyer, Nate Green. And, uh, Nate, right before we took our break for news, we, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, about leaders on this team, and you and I talked off-air about kind of the unique place that this team is in with the amount of leaders they have, even though they really only play with the, the eight players that are seeing solid time. Jack, uh, Westerfield got a few minutes here today. Yeah. But for the most part, they have those four leaders, and, and we both agreed on them. You have Mike Sell, who is your glue guy, who is your, you said he's confident. He just has that solid play. Uh, elaborate a little bit on what he does for this team as well as just being that guy who just leads by example. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He leads by example. Um, he is a vocal player, but it's it's more behind the scenes than like out in front where everyone sees it. Uh, and he does the little things. You know, he might not have a great night in shooting the ball, but he'll try to do other things and still be involved. And then, you know, like we were naming other players, you have uh, Cunningham. Mm -hmm. He's a leader. You know, that senior, that, that he brings that power. Uh, the same thing as um, you have, uh, I just forget his name. Landers, talking about yes, Trey. Yes, sorry, yeah. Landers, yeah. my bad, man. <laughs> I knew you were talking about, yeah. Yeah, Trey's but, my guy, too. And I love Trey's. He's so vocal. He plays with so much passion. Yes. And, and I, I th there's passion. There's hustle. I, I always hear him described as that, that lunch pail guy. He kind of brings all of those qualities into the game, and I feel like every team kind of needs that one smash-mouth player, yeah. that guy who's going to stand up for anybody, and he's that guy. And, you know, he reminds me of one of my old teammates, which we called uh, Keith Waliskowski. He was uh, – we called him – his nickname was 9 to 5 because mm -hmm. he put in the time. And, you know, Trey's the same way. He's a 9 to 5 hard, putting the hard hat on, going to work, and that is what they need. And, you know, when he does that, other people fall in line and fall right behind him. And with that, uh, I'm just – I saw two two things where I saw that leadership stand out is there was the hard foul that was on Obi where Anthony got teed up, which I want to get to that in a little bit. But the first player who was also in the refs – dare I say the refs face, he wasn't really making a big deal of it, yeah. was Trey. Yeah, he has the conversation as a, a leader can do with the referees. Come explain this to me. Let me get what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and that's what he did. More on leaders in just a moment. Uh, reminder how you can uh, get in on the action here for Flyer Feedback, 457-1290. Uh, you can call us up there. You can also uh, hit me up on Twitter at Michael Purvis, or you can give the hashtag Flyer Feedback as well for your comments. And in addition to that, we can also go to the Bud Light Mike, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Yeah, good evening, Bob, here in, uh, from Dayton. Thank uh, you, Bob. Nate, you know, uh, I, I'm going to go back to your experience. Uh, I can't recall a season – where we've had this many tough games back to back to back to back the uh, the tournament uh, with uh, Butler and Virginia and then uh, Oklahoma and then coming in here for Mississippi State I mean that, that's that's a lot of uh, uh, effort that you got to deal with then you've got coming in with Detroit Mercy you know uh, from your perspective how important is it when you have I, I, I obviously I don't think there's been that many string of games where you played that were tough games, but still, uh, a string of games, and then have somebody come in here where uh, it, maybe it's a good time to actually uh, uh, blow off some steam, get some uh, uh, players in that uh, normally wouldn't get in, and get some experience. Uh, 
No, I don't really agree with that. I think this was a moment where, um, you know, the coaches wanted to see how they were going to respond to that loss. Um, because regardless of how good the team is, they have to prepare the same way every day, and they have to come out with the same energy every night. And if you come against a team like Detroit and you don't bring it 100%, it's a ball game. And, you know, we're not winning by 39 points. And that's what we did tonight. We took that loss, and we came out with vengeance, and we let them have it. And they have to do that on a consistent basis, but right now they did a good job. Okay, so how do you see this particular game tonight playing into going into Auburn on Saturday? I mean, that's going to be another tough game. That's an understatement for sure. Well, you got to look at it like at the end of the day, Toppin had a great game tonight. That is a confidence builder. He needs that. We're going to need him at Auburn, and we're going to need him to be aggressive, athletic, and aggressive on the offensive and defensive end. Okay, well, this was a great game. Looking forward to great things uh, the rest of the way out, guys. Thanks again. Thank you, Bob. Go Flyers. Appreciate wow. you. Go Flyers indeed. 457-1290, Bud Light microphone and Twitter, how you can join in on this one. We did talk about, you know, confidence builders, and I did want to jump into that. I think that's a good point as well. Um, I feel that, we, you know, the, the normal players – Got their, got their game today. You know, o Obi had his game, a lot of high percentage shots. Same thing we saw from Josh. Both of them really needed to have those. But but we really – we talked a little bit about Jordan Davis a little bit ago. He needed that confidence booster kind of game. Crutcher's that guy. I mean, he's yeah. gonna he's that guy no matter what. I mean, he's kind of inherited the Scoochie Smith gene, so he's just going to go out there and do yeah. his thing. But it seems like everybody had that confidence boost tonight, you know, including uh, Policelli had a good – had a – solid minutes here today you know without, without the red shirt or the red shirt now gone he even they only got the two points yeah, but just but about everybody solid minutes. exactly yeah and and that's a good thing you know we need that especially you got to think every time we step on the court we want to become better mm -hmm. and when we can win a game like we did tonight not against a great team but you know we show that this team is not at our level and when we can do that on a regular basis, and as you do that, you develop and you become better. The chemistry became better tonight. Um, the leadership grew tonight. Everything just grew, and hopefully it will give the guys that confidence that they need going against a tough team like Auburn. It seems like that this is a, a game where they learned a little bit from the previous setbacks. You know, of course, losing, losing three straight against three quality opponents. So those are lessons learned on how to handle – late game situations as well as closing team out, teams out however when you do get a team that you should beat you know frankly no in all respect to Detroit Mercy this yeah, was a team that, that Dayton should beat yes. when you go out there and handle business you don't play down to that level that shows maturity and taking steps in the right direction as well oh definitely and you know as the season goes on that's what coaches want to see is maturity and development as a team as one unit and you know we showed a lot of that tonight on the defensive end with the press and then going into the zone you know that's team effort that's not just one individual when you're in a press one individual breaks it down so if that's one person breaking it down then the whole press doesn't work and tonight they were one unit and they all clicked and the press worked we had turnovers and you know forced fast and bad shots and that's what we need once again, 457-1290, the number to reach us. Also, the Bud Light Mike, if you are here at Flanagan's, what we're going to do is we are going to go out to uh, for our hotline here. David from the arena, you want to do uh, talk a little bit about uh, Obi's performance tonight. What do you got, David? Hey, Michael. It's David Blonsky. 
Oh, hey, Dale. Dave, no wonder why. I see it right here. Not I see the, Dave. I see Dave on here, and I'm wondering if it's if it's yeah, Dave no, Jablonski or who. Now, if I don't call <laughs> in now, people on Twitter get upset. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, we appreciate your – Keep tweeting. I love your – I always love your segments when you get to call in, Dave. So, <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, well, so yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit. Watch, uh, fun game to watch. A lot of dunks. I think got to be close to a record. Nobody really keeps record of dunks, but eight dunks in one game. Um, and I've never seen anybody come close to that, so – that was the most interesting part of the of a uh, blowout game. Um, yeah, Obi Obi, oddly thought he only dunked four times, so he's he's a much better dunker than his dunking is but better than his memory, I should say. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll live I'll live with that because if it's maybe it just gets him hungry just to keep going out and getting more dunks, maybe. Oh yeah, and we're gonna see a lot of that this yeah. year. You know, we're a very athletic yeah, I think team. He was just being modest. I mean, I, he must have known he dunked more than four times. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it's like putting yeah, on his pants. I mean, I it's they, just they, what he they does. They saw something in that Detroit defense they could exploit. Just kept going at it over and over again. And, and when Obi wasn't dunking, he was passing it back to Cunningham under the basket. They had a little, a lot of little give and go. Um, but uh, you know, it's a game Dayton obviously should win by a lot. But I wouldn't have expected them to win by as many as they did. Um, probably what they needed after this tough stretch: uh, six yeah. games, five of them against top fifty teams. And uh, needed a little break in there before they go down to Auburn for a, a real tough one. Probably the toughest game of the season Saturday. Hey, Dave, I wanted to ask you a question, if I can, um, a little bit about how the how the team has been dealing with uh, Jerry Matos's injury and stuff like that. I, I I had a great you had a great quote in there from Anthony when he was uh, talking to Larry about how how Mike Sell kind of put his arm around him, and I think that shows a lot of leadership. Uh, is there anything that you saw kind of uh, after the game or anything like that that kind of showed the team kind of coming to uh, coming to Jerry and kind of you know uh, recovering from uh, from that news from last night? I, I did talk to uh, Ryan Michael after the game, and it was basically just what you said, what Anthony said on the coach's show the other night. You know, he's going to be – if anybody can counsel him, um, Jerry, in, in this tough time, it's Ryan who sat out all of last season. I don't know if it's harder for Ryan because he – or because he knew he was going to miss the season, you know, a long time ago before last season started, or it's harder for Jerry because he was, you know, six games into the season. So, uh, either way, tough, tough blow. Um you know, Anthony didn't say today. There's no timetable on when he's going to get the surgery. Sounds like they want to get him done with exams first before they do that. So, it might be a couple of weeks before he has the surgery. Um, but uh, he obviously will be eligible for a red shirt. He only played six games. He can play up to 30% of the game. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot of help from his teammates. And, uh, you know, the plan is for him to come back healthy next year. Yeah, I had that same experience with uh, the medical hardship yeah. playing uh, six games my freshman year, turning my shoulder. Oh, I can't imagine. It, yeah, it was a rough one. So I can definitely understand what they're going through right now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough blow. And he, and he was off to a pretty good start. You know, really starting to find his feel with the team and, you know, a good defender. So Frankie Policelli is going to get a lot of his minutes. We'll see what he can do with him. And he had a solid performance here today. As we mentioned just a little bit ago, he had those solid minutes in there throughout the game here today. Certainly, I thought they were very solid contributions as well. Uh, Jalen Crutcher. Uh, still, uh, Dave just kind of continues to be uh, continues to be that guy, and and just uh, another just overall solid performance. Kind of wanted to hear your thoughts a little bit on uh, on Jalen and and his performance here tonight. Sixteen points as well as uh, six assists. Yeah, he continues to uh, be their top three point shooter too, which you know kind of surprising from a point guard. Uh, you know, thought Jordan Davis might be that guy, and he probably will be eventually. Maybe at the end of the year, if he can catch fire a little bit. Uh, Jalen is. I looked at his halftime stats, and I thought maybe maybe he got a shot at that triple-double, and this would have been a game you could might maybe see him getting it. Uh, he came close to one last year, and, and I believe nobody in Dayton history has ever had a triple-double, which is kind of crazy. Um, wow. Didn't come, didn't really come close, but he may at some point uh, 
uh, flirt with that. That would be a, a fun story at some point. Yeah, hopefully he takes over. He, he definitely, out of all the guys I think who've come through here, he's definitely a guy who can take over a game and, and definitely hand, handle that if need be. Uh, uh, Dave, I'll, I'll let you go after all this, after this last uh, last question or anything. We heard from Anthony Grant, obviously, uh, just before we went on air here. Uh, didn't know if there was anything he said that stuck out, uh, kind of stood out to you uh, in kind of where the team is right now and, and kind of after this performance heading into Auburn. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, it was a game they, they needed uh, just to get the confidence back a little bit. Uh, it's no fun losing three straight games, even if nobody really expected you to win um, anyone except the, the last one against Mississippi State. That was definitely a, a lost opportunity. And they had to get that one out of their mouth a little bit before they, they go on the road to Auburn. And, again, nobody's going to expect them to win that game, so I guess nothing to lose down there Saturday night. Uh, Auburn number eight in the country, really riding high. Uh, Grant's coach down there before, obviously, with Alabama, so – uh, he'll at least know what he's going into. And the team played Auburn last year, so probably a lot of the same faces on that roster. But uh, it'll be a lot harder going on the road. Uh, the first yeah. true road game for this team, too. So yes, a, a good point there. First true road game, and uh, we'll definitely something we're going to – Nate and I are going to break down here in a little bit when we do uh, preview them. Uh, hey, Dave, thanks uh, Thanks as always for your call. Always appreciate right. your insight from the arena there. I know you got some writing to do. Appreciate your, uh, your, your uh, insight as always, sir. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, so that's Dave Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News. You can obviously check out his coverage in the uh, the online tomorrow, DaytonDailyNews.com, as well as in your papers as well. Uh, obviously, always look forward to the insight that, uh, that Dave uh, brings to us here. And um, let's uh, now jump back into uh, our leadership talk here. But before I do that, reminder how you can participate here. You can do just like Dave Jablonski, 457-1290. You can give us a call. If you're here at uh, Fight Against with us, you can always jump on the Bud Light microphone. Also, you can uh, get at us on Twitter as well. Hashtag Flyer Feedback. I'll take a look for that as well. I want to get back into uh, our, our leadership conversation because we did uh, have a few uh, few different players that we, we touched on, but we really didn't talk too much about Crutcher, and we did talk about him just a second ago, about yeah. possibly being that guy who can take over a game and kind of be that guy. We talked about, the as I mentioned, the Scoochie Smith gene and everything like that, but having that commander of the offense, you, when you really at any time having four leaders on the court at almost any given time really kind of propels this whole team all together, and it really talks about all that uh, – uh, how well they play together because they can have those interchangeable pieces and four of them out there almost at any given time. Yes, and, you know, that's a plus for Dayton, too, because when you can have four guys that can step up and be leaders at any time, and most of them are, are, are stepping up at all times, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, a lot of times, you know, you're not going to have all four of them clicking on the same cylinders, but there's not going to be a moment where all four of them are not. You know, there's going to be a couple where you have two or three, but they'll still have chances in the game if they're down to come back and fight, and they have that this year to do it. Final break here. We'll we'll wrap it up here on the other side of it, only going to 10 here tonight. We'll be back with the uh, final segment here for Flyer Feedback from Flanagan's Pub. After these couple messages, we'll be back here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When it comes to spine surgery, less is more at Kettering Health Network. Less cutting equals less pain and less time away from what matters most. For more information about minimally invasive spine surgery, call 1-844-211-5482. That's 1-844-211-5482 or visit KetteringHealth.org backslash spine care. That's KetteringHealth.org backslash spine care. 
AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO remembers President George H.W. Bush. We welcome in a frequent contributor to Miami Valley's Morning News and Professor of Political Science at Cedarville University, Dr. Mark Caleb Smith. And we've already heard a lot of words of praise for the late president who died on Friday. From your vantage point, uh, Dr. Smith, what is the legacy of George H.W. Bush? It's interesting, I think, that his uh, the extent of his service to his country is really almost unrivaled. Uh, you know, the, the multiple positions he held, President of the United States, Vice President, uh, Ambassador to China, Ambassador to the United Nations, Director of Central Intelligence, I mean, it just goes on and on. His profile really only is comparable to maybe some of our founding fathers, people like George Washington or James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams. Besides them, he really served his country more broadly, I think, and more deeply than almost any other public servant in our history. It really is remarkable. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Still some flurries and spots this evening, but look for a better chance for snow showers late tonight. Can't rule out a coating in some spots. That could lead to some slick areas for the morning commute. Temperatures down to 25 in the morning. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And we are back here at Flanagan's to clean up here and finish up our Flyer Feedback edition here for tonight. Dayton Flyers, big winners here tonight over Detroit Mercy. Once again, final score, 98-59, to a 39-point beatdown for your Dayton Flyers, a solid win that they needed. I'm Michael Purvis, sitting in for John Bedell. Nate Green sitting next to me. And, and Nate, we talked uh, quickly off the air here, kind of wanted to wrap up our show here tonight a little bit with uh, with some talk about uh, about Auburn, kind of the preview going into this game. And, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about some of the players that are on there. But before we go into what Dayton is going to be going up against, against this number eight team, this juggernaut in the SEC, certainly right now the favorite in the Southeastern Conference, is uh, what is the blueprint, what's the roadmap, what is – what needs to happen? No one's really thinking Dayton's going to win this game, but what needs Wait. to happen for them to do? What is your blueprint, the Nate Green blueprint, to win this game? Uh, me personally, we do have a chance to win in this game. All right. It's going to be a tough one. Obviously, we're going on the road. We have a lot of guys that don't have that experience of playing on a tough road game like Auburn. But honestly, we got to stick to our plan. You know, we have to have solid defense, take care of the ball, and share the ball as a team. Um, you know, it's not going to be one individual that's going to take over the game and win it for us. It's going to be a collective effort, and they all going to have to come play from, you know, from the first guy to the eighth guy, even to the last guy on the bench because they're the last guy on the bench is as big too because they got to support and cheer and give the guys that's on the court that confidence that they need, you know, and that support. So I think, you know, we stick to our game plan, solid team defense, take care of the ball, limit us to – under 10 turnovers, because if we have more than 10 turnovers, it's going to be a rough game for us. 
I think we can probably expect to see Dayton once again stick to primarily zone all the way through. I also want to hear a little bit talking about zone defense. I know that we talked – it's a little bit of – I wouldn't say it's a nuance to Flyer fans in any way, shape, or form, but certainly it has gone away a little bit from the man-to-man that we're so used to seeing. What have been your thoughts on the zone defense and how, how do you think that's going to – uh, show up against this Auburn team, I guess, because I think we can probably assume that's how they're going to play Auburn. Yes, I, um, I, I believe that zone will be good for us. For one, you know, we're not a very big team. Mm-hmm. We're athletic. When you're in the zone, you're trying to force long shots for long rebounds for transition and fast break points. As being an athletic team, fast break points are in our favor. You know, we're going to get a little highlight reels, get the crowd into it. You know, that fires up the players when the crowd gets into it, and then now we have a momentum change. Mm -hmm. Um, So the zone is going to be big for us, but it's a team effort. You know, sometimes on man-to-man, that's a one-on-one individual thing. The zone is a team effort, and our chemistry right now is really good that I think our zone will do well. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're all going to have some points where they break down. But then our leaders mm-hmm. are going to come together, rally up, and bring everybody in and say, hey, this is what we got to get done. So certainly the zone defense has been a strong point, especially since the Bahamas. We've seen Dayton definitely has stepped up in many in many ways because of how their defensive play has been. And it's really been a lot of the reason why they've that, that zone has been so successful. I certainly have to say another thing that I guess we'd have to add to our blueprint as well here is, and they got to make free throws as well. I mean, a team that coming into this game, I wrote it down here, 292nd in the nation yeah. out of 351. They came into this game shooting about 62%. I believe they shot about 68 from the line uh, uh, today. Certainly, they got to get better at free throws. That's yes. something that obviously takes some time, but in the middle of the season, it's really hard to make adjustments on. Yeah, those are going to – free throws and turnovers are going to be very key. Free throws, very, very key. Um I honestly can say, you know, we probably let that last game go because we missed a lot of free throws or important free throws. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be really huge for us to take care of the ball. Like I said, I can't stress it enough. Um, we have to take care of the ball. We can't turn it over. Mm-hmm. You know, simple turnovers. Oh, you know, you make the wrong pass and they wasn't paying attention. Unforced turnovers. Those we cannot have. And I will say that, and actually it's funny because I wrote this note down in this game today about one turnover that actually I think showed some confidence in where this team is going and how well it plays is there was, there was a moment where OB cut in, got the ball right in the paint, and he, of course the zone collapsed, and the player who actually came in to help him out was Dwayne Cohill. Even though he ended up going down, he turned the ball over there. But the thing is, is that I was really I was impressed with how Dwayne – even though, once again, it's a stupid thing to analyze here to say, how is a turnover actually positive? But in that it was. It seems like that was something where you saw the freshman there, noticed the, the difference. It was another player who wasn't one of your leaders who knew exactly what was needed at that moment in time. And I think it's starting to show where this team is starting to head. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, the chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got my brothers back. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was. And, you know, at this level you need that. You know, this is a brotherhood. And – a lot of people may not realize that, but, you know, we stay in contact with these guys once we are done playing ball. We have lifetime friends. Mm-hmm. And when you're in wars and battles and games, you know, four or five years at a time, you get great relationships and your chemistry becomes very strong and it shows on the court. Mm-hmm. And it shows through all those leaders that we talked about amongst, amongst other things and obviously winning Solves a lot of things, but obviously that's one of the things we saw tonight is that win tonight 
certainly uh, is going to help propel this team. We're down to just here, just a, a few moments left. And, and Nate, uh, I know we've hit on several different angles here tonight, but I want to know at the where do you, how do you, what do we, what's the biggest takeaway that we get from this game here tonight? What's the one thing or two things that every Flyer fan should walk away from saying, "Yep, this is what I'm going to take away from this win tonight," besides a big beatdown? That we beat a team like we should have and probably beat them better than what other people have thought. Mm -hmm. And that is a sign of maturity, mm -hmm. um, leadership, and chemistry. Mm -hmm. That the guys came together as one unit and said, hey, we took a couple L's, but we're going to come out here, and, you know, we're not going to take it easy on this team that, you know, everybody is expecting us to win. We're going to go out here, and we're going to give it to them and show them that if you want to play on uh, the court with us at mm -hmm. our UD arena, it's going to be tough for you. Oh, anyway, either way, the Flyers get a big win here tonight. That's a good way to put it. I think a good way to tie the bow here. Obviously, as we just broke down a few moments ago here, Dayton's next game will be at Auburn, their first and actually only true road game on their non-conference schedule. They got a week of exams, and then they take on Tulsa in Connecticut. Well, the music in my head here means that that's going to do it for this edition of Flyer Feedback here. Well, of course, reminder, Dayton and Auburn coverage starts right here on AM 1290 News 95.7 WHIO at 7.30 p.m. Tip-off is at 8.30. That's going to wrap it up here. We'll wrap it up as well as that one afterwards as well. That'll do it here for Flannies, uh, for my partner Nate Green, our entire WHIO staff. I am Michael Purvis. Thank you, as always, for your participation and listening, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. Drive safe. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.